Life Audio. Coming up on the Encouragement for You podcast, Christian Life Coaches John Coleman and Rodney Love introduce the term grand coaching, and author Don Sapaw talks about depression in seniors. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Recently, the Master Life Coach Training Institute introduced a 16-week course designed to train grandparents in how to use Christian life coaching tools to influence their grandchildren away from devastating trends in today's society. Here's host Don Hawkins to introduce the discussion on grand coaching. Rodney is the founder of Master Life Coach Training Institute. He's a certified life coach and life coach trainer. And Rodney, it's good to have you in the studio with me. Don, it's great to be with you. We also have with us on the telephone uh, John Coleman. John is a pastor. He's an LPC counselor, certified Christian life coach. He's a professor at Letourneau University and has a great deal of experience in both coaching and counseling. Great to be here, Don. Let's start with a definition of what we're talking about Grand coaching, Rodney, is a combination of two words. So what exactly are we talking about with grand coaching? Well, Don, grand talks about number. You can look at it through numbers of ways, but grand in this case is grand. And on the end of it would be, we think of it as like grandparents, but okay. grand means something great. All right. So we got grandparents is a part of the picture, and certainly grandparents are great. You're a grandparent. I'm a grandparent. John's a grandparent. So uh, we like to think of ourselves that way. What about the other word? Uh, John, talk about the coaching dimension of this thing, if you will. You know, I think a lot of grandparents engage in some form of live coaching, and they don't even realize it. Because coaching, as we think of it, life coaching, not coaching a Little League baseball team or a football team, it's taking people from where they are to kind of where they want to be or need to be with Mm. some very biblical and very sound techniques of, well, life, just life coaching. Yeah, in fact, I think of some things that my grandfather taught me about work and industry and and, and that kind of thing. I very much appreciated my grandfather Hawkins as uh, very what I would call a strict disciplinarian. If that rings a bell with either one of you, uh, I'm sure both of you probably had someone like that in your lives at different points of time. I, I would suspect. But, Rodney, why grandparents? Isn't uh, what we're talking about influencing grandchildren the primary job of parents to do? You know what's interesting about that statement you just made, Don? We think of it, yes, the parents have the first role in that. But if you think of a normal child, who do they go to first most of the time? Most of the Hmm. time they're going to talk to their grandparents 
parent before they talk to their parent. And Don, you probably were like that, and so was I growing up. It was a whole lot easier to go to the grandparent versus the parent. I remember something Zig Ziglar said many years ago. One of the reasons grandchildren and grandparents get along so well, if I can put that right, is that they had a common enemy, the parents. And uh, I'm I'm not sure about uh, whether that was based on research. And uh, we have to ask this question, John Coleman. Do you think the technology would be a problem with grandparents taking a course online? Now, you do a lot of you do a lot of online education at Letourneau University. What's your thought? And, And I would say that having been instrumental in watching the online part of this come together, uh, no, Mm-mm. it is absolutely user friendly, does not require any great learning curve, which I can tell you, even though I work with online courses at my age and as a grandparent, I'm a little bit intimidated by learning <laughs> the thing. Uh-huh. This is actually a very easy course. To navigate. By the way, we have a lot of resources in addition to the 16-week course at grandcoaching.org. Uh, I've written a number of articles that are on there, and you certainly are welcome to those at no cost, no obligation. And certainly, if you'd like to sign up for the course, we'd love to encourage you to do just that. We're going to be spreading this far and wide these days. And I think one of the questions that comes up, Rodney, why is this course so important in terms of today's culture? Don, I think everyone out there, if you watch the news media, you understand what's happening in the culture today. I believe that grandparents can be the most instrumental part of helping grandchildren navigate through this because a grandparent is going to come from a perspective of, I was here before all this started happening. I understand what's happening. That's where grandparents make a huge difference in the lives of grandchildren because they're not only listening to you, they're watching you and they are watching carefully. What, how you act and things you say, and they're learning from you. Uh, John Coleman, uh, as I think about Scripture and grandparents and grandchildren, I think about what the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy one five. He said, I recall your genuine faith that was alive first in your grandmother Lois, then in your hmm. mother Eunice, and I'm That's sure true. it's in you. Seems like there's a precedent in Scripture for this kind of an influence from a grandparent. You know, Don, you're right. Scripture speaks a lot about wisdom. And one of the things we know about wisdom is that wisdom comes with time and experience. Mm, And since most grandparents have been around uh, a while Mm -hmm. and have had a variety of experiences, all things being equal, They've got some wisdom to impart, and Scripture is very big on the wise use of wisdom. Uh, One of the questions uh, here, Rodney, is why coaching? We have integrated principles and strategies and and technology and grand coaching for grandparents. Why would we use coaching and not counseling or something else? Because, Don, when you especially as a grandparent are working with your grandkids, they do not want you to, I call it, preach them a sermon. Mm. They want you to listen to them. And you to, and they really want you to ask them cultivating questions about what they say to help move them along in whatever situation they're in. 
And that is what coaching is. Coaching is not going in their past. It's not telling them what to do. It is listening carefully to them, asking cultivating questions, and through that, those grandchildren will begin to move forward. It will be amazing to watch this happen in your grandchildren's lives. And Don, let me bring up something. A lot of grandparents out there might be saying, well, how can I do that? I don't spend a lot of time with them. My grandkids, they live clear across the other side of the country. The technology that we have today, being Zoom, being texting, being talking on a cell phone. FaceTime, yes. FaceTime, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Spend T-I-M-E equal L-O-V-E. Oh, great. And if you're yes. spending yeah. that T-I-M-E with them, that to them is communicating L-O-V-E, and they will open mm-hmm. up to you. And, and John, that's uh, again uh, a demonstrable thing today uh, that there's research that says that a lot of older people, say 55 and up, are using technology more. They're on Facebook, they're in different places. In fact, I've heard that uh, more older people are using some of the platforms, some of the technologies than the younger people. Yes, and you know, COVID had a lot to do with that. Yeah. During the lockdowns of the pandemic, if we were going to stay in touch with our family members and friends and loved ones, we had to learn some new ways to do that. And after a while, it just kind of became second nature. One of the questions that we're talking or should talk about with Grand Coaching, Rodney, is it biblical? Is this something that's rooted in Scripture? Here's what I would say to that. This whole team made a concerted effort to make sure that this is an extremely biblical course, right. yes. and it follows the Bible, and everything we did came straight out of Scripture. All right. That's a good general statement. Anything specific in terms of uh, Christian life coaching? Uh, maybe, John, you want to weigh in John, on this? jump in. Well, I would, would say that, you know, Don, you're real fond of saying that uh, coaching is a 21st century tool to carry out a first-century mandate, which is biblical discipleship. Yes. And I would defer to you to expand on that just a little bit. I put this in my book, Master Discipleship, today, that Christian Mm -hmm. life coaching is a 21st-century tool that is useful in helping us to carry out a first-century mandate to make disciples. Now, John, you're a pastor. It seems Mm -hmm. to me if you're a grandparent and you have the mandate to make disciples, that discipling your grandsons or granddaughters might be a great place to start. What do you think? It would be a priority, especially if our Grown children, their parents, have not been as, oh, I don't know, consistent and persistent maybe in instilling that uh, those values into them as we feel like they should. We have the opportunity. Now, granted, we may live clear across the country. We can't take them to church with us, but right. we can talk to them about spiritual things, and I would think that that would be a priority for every grandparent out there. I agree that whatever we are able to do, Don, to help navigate our grandchildren by the challenges they're facing today, we would be fulfilling that 21st century mandate. It's interesting what Jesus did, Don and John. He just, when he was out among the people... He was literally, when they would approach him, he would ask them questions to learn more about what was going on with them. 
And he, even though he already knew because he was fully God, he asked him questions and cultivating questions to learn more about them so he could then size the situation up and answer what they were going through. And that's really as what a grandparent would be doing, asking these cultivating questions as their grandchildren shares to size up more of what's going on with the grandchild and help them walk through the situation. And we have some very easy steps that you can learn and take. We start with a concept of what is coaching. Uh, we also talk about the biblical foundation. And in my book, Master Discipleship Today, we actually identify Identify six specific steps that Jesus carried out in discipling his men. He didn't just dump content on them, didn't just instruct them. Uh, he um, set an example for them. He shared the gospel clearly with his disciples. He prayed for them, interceded, and boy, that's something grandparents certainly yeah, need to yes. do for their grandchildren. Yeah, uh, he encouraged them. And I think uh, these days, as difficult as life is for young people, that Grandparents can be the cheerleaders, the encouragers, uh, the people that kind of shepherd their grandchildren along and certainly instruct them in biblical principles. And again, as you say, Rodney, practicing those listening skills and asking them those questions as Jesus did his disciples and then ultimately preparing them to face life. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. segment, we'll discuss how common depression is in senior adults. Host Don Hawkins is joined by Don Saypaw, the CEO of Restoration Senior Living. Uh, are their emotions different from the rest of us in any ways, or do they basically have the same emotions that we have? You know, Don, to be real honest with you, seniors have the exact same emotions that we do, whether we're 20, 30, 40, 50, or 60 years old. Hmm. The, the difference is you have those emotions that are combined with environmental issues and physical issues. So, for example, uh, today I was working around the house, and I realized that, uh, you know, approaching 50 years old, I don't really move nearly as quickly as I did when I was 40 years old. Yeah, what a shock, Don, to know. I know you move very fast. <laughs> I knew you when you were 40. You, you were like lightning. <laughs> and, 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 you know, not only, not only does your body begin to give out on you, but emotionally you get frustrated. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you don't get the sleep you need, and the sleep that you do receive, it, it doesn't necessarily always coincide with the timing in your life. So you have some sleep issues, you have physical issues, you have eating issues, and then the the obvious issues where perhaps uh, you're gaining weight or perhaps you're struggling with your blood sugar. And so if you combine the chemical, physical, environmental with the emotional, it makes the emotional much more difficult to tolerate. When you were 20, and you were experiencing some minor emotional issue, 
you know what? Amazingly enough, we had adequate mm-hmm. adrenaline and dopamines and endorphins yeah. pumping into our system <laughs> that we quickly overcame some of those yeah. perhaps depression-related issues. We just it's plow right through difficult. it. Yeah, we just plow right through it. So what you're saying is we have to look at the environment. We have to look at the physical responses and tie those into the emotions. Um, Let's talk about what those emotions are that seniors frequently experience. And and there's some good emotions and what we might call some not-so-good emotions. Talk about them. There are. You know, Don, obviously, quite frankly, the greatest negative emotion that uh, seniors experience is, is that of depression. Yeah. And we have to differentiate depression from perhaps a, a manic depressive or a bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. a personality disorder, or simply the, the, the feeling of loss or, you know, that empty feeling that uh, of ongoing sadness or anxiety. You know, we have to separate what is perhaps temporary or even seasonal depression from that which may, in fact, be something chronic. And to identify that re- requires more than just merely saying, boy, I just don't feel good today, you know, or I'm not in a good mood. Because there are days when all of us aren't nearly as chipper yep. and spunk as we were before. So the first issue I think that most seniors need to address is try to identify what it is that they're really dealing with because many family members who look at mom or dad and our grandma or grandpa and say, you know, when you get old, you just get cantankerous and you get depressed. And that's just a, that's just a typical uh, feeling that an emotion that we're going to all experience when we get older. Well, that's really not true. You know, it, it's honestly not true. The fact is those seniors who struggle with depression it may become exacerbated by their surroundings, whether it is the environment, whether it is their eating habits, whether it is, you know, their their lack of sleep, whether it's where they're living, their physical, and, and perhaps there could be some chemical issues that need to be addressed. But this is not the experience of depression and ongoing sadness and manic depressive behavior and bipolar is not... It is not a function of age. It has nothing to do with age. I will say that there is a direct correlation between the early signs of dementia and Alzheimer's and depression. It is quite common, and in in the psychiatric arena they refer to as comorbidity, it is quite common for those struggling with dementia and early Alzheimer's to experience depression. And the question is, which came first? And if you are experiencing early stages of Alzheimer's or dementia, it's quite it's quite common for you to then be depressed because you're very frustrated. You're frustrated because you cannot remember things that previously were very very easy for you to recall. You know, you you struggle with uh, the obvious easy issues of the activities of daily living, and it, it becomes a very frustrating time in your life. So. That, I believe, we need to understand and we need to embrace the fact that, you know, it, it, it's quite common. Let's talk a little bit about how we should respond uh, to uh, mom's and dad's um, emotions. You know, Don, in our senior living facilities where we care for those in an assisted living setting, it is very common for us to confront 
not only residents but family members with the expression of depression. Some depressed behavior can be managed by uh, our staff. And so one of the responses to depression is let's begin by identifying the depression for what it is. You know, there are about 20 different issues that we look for to determine what degree of depression someone is dealing with. And it, it goes beyond just, you know, feelings of sadness and pessimism and past failures and loss of pleasure and punishment feelings and dislikes and criticalness and suicidal thoughts, etc. Mm, yeah. It goes far beyond that, and it begins to permeate every decision, every thought within a person's being. Wow. And so, you know, Don, the first thing you have to do is let's identify what it is that they're struggling with. And then second, let's see if we can eliminate some of the stressors that address what is causing that depression. We know biblically that we have great examples of depression in the Bible. Yeah. And that it has nothing to do with your salvation or your relationship to the Lord. Right. In many, many cases, this is not... Uh, uh, depression is not a function of your behavior. It's a function of who you are. And so you have to understand who you are, and you have to understand what is causing this depression. This, this depression. How do we eliminate some of the stressors, and then how do we manage that depression? And, and with seniors, you know, Don, if it is commingled with struggling with dementia and Alzheimer's, mm, there yeah. are very effective ways in which we can minimize the experience of depression. And part of that minimization is simply structure. It's putting them in an environment where they can be successful. Putting that senior in an environment where you can eliminate that stress and you can have a set, rigid kind of uh, daily activity where you have eliminated the confusion that often exists. You know, with dementia and Alzheimer's, it's very common, you know, they're looking for the right words. They're forgetting names Mm, and they're having difficulty performing familiar tasks and things like that. Combine that with depression and you have a potentially volatile situation. You know, I was just looking at Romans 15.1 as it ties into and applies to this situation. He says, we who are strong ought to bear the failings or the infirmities or the weaknesses of the weak. And, um, you know, one of, one of the things that's, that you've talked about before in the context of Trinity Care Senior Living is the fact that there's a commitment to a corporate uh, core value of honoring uh, those who are seniors. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. 
If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. Hey, Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.